Welcome to the PG Daily. This season is dedicated to financially empowering the residents of Prince George's County. Join our host, Heath Carelock, as he sits down with several financial experts to discuss ways for you to find money, make money, and better understand money. Get ready to be empowered. Today's guest is Jordan Colbert. So Jordan, do you do you remember how we met? How did we meet? Um, and this is probably uh, interesting because I always get it wrong <laughs> when people <laughs> ask. It's always another uh, encounter. Uh, we met at the program that I did for your board mm-hmm. um, in which I spoke about the census and you invited me to come and talk about the partnership. I believe that's when we actually met, but we met through email yes. virtually. So (laughs) a little background to that, um, as part of the Financial Empowerment Center network through the United Way of the National Capital Area, one of the points of emphasis this year is on complete count Mm -hmm. and what the United Way and philanthropic organizations can do to help massage into reality a more complete count. And so they're leveraging the apparatus of the Financial Empowerment Center network. There are four of them within the DMV. Um, And so there's one in D.C., one in Prince George's, one in Fairfax, one in Prince William. And we had our network meeting and decided that it was really important to articulate uh, exactly what the census needs, what it means to each individual municipality, community. Um, And so the Financial Empowerment Center Network was playing a role. And then I came to the college, back to the college with that sort of wind at my back. And I said, well, you know, what are we doing? We need to have someone here to talk about the census. When I went to the Fairfax group uh, meeting, they had the Fairfax County representatives talking about the census. And I was like, for my next advisory board, I want to definitely have the census talked about. Um, So it was like a false start on the offense for me at the college because the college was like, whoa, we're getting ourselves together on the census Mm -hmm. and here you are, you know, doing whatever. And uh, so we've reconciled that and the college has invited me to different uh, roundtables and and, and events and tried to uh, get me to commit to being involved. So I really appreciate that. Um, But definitely having you out at the advisory board meeting last month was a step in the right direction. Uh, you were able to share resources and uh, information packets and different ways that we can connect with the community to do that. So in that regard, I wanted to know um, how can this county do better than 2010? Um, I think it's already on its way there. I believe um, starting early was one of the things that we definitely wanted to do Um, a little pivot from 2010. uh, The Complete Count Committee started a little later in the fall. This year, uh, they commenced their outreach efforts and their Complete Count Committee um, starting in July 2019. Um, One of the ways that the county um, can improve or will improve is um, multiple ways of reaching people through outreach, whether that's social media, that's through the Complete Count Committee, through outreach efforts, um, meeting people where they are, whether that's in school, whether that's in church, uh, whether that's in the workplace, just making sure they touch people in multiple avenues, but really meeting people where they are and getting the word out on multiple platforms, whether that's in print, via newspaper, 
um, whether that's your your colleague or your friend using that trusted voice or even at the door, which some of our partners, similar to Casa de Maryland, which they are in the process of doing, um, I think that that is how Prince George's County can grow in terms of 2010 for, for 2020. So when you all began meeting and you're with the parks and the county government and mm-hmm. such, mm-hmm. when you all began meeting, what was the reflection on the previous census? How did they talk about it? Was it like it was a disaster or mm-hmm. we had missed opportunities or, you know, we had to do who like how was that arranged? Who called it? Was it under the current county executive mm-hmm. when this the, the footwork got started or was this? of the last administration? So there's a complete count committee that's usually implemented throughout the United States at the state and local levels. And um, sometime in, I think in 2018, the former county executive um, appointed Chairman Elizabeth Hewlett, who was also the chair of the Prince George's County Planning Board. Uh, With that appointment, she would lead this complete count committee for the 2020 census. Um, they brought me on in time, sometime in um, May in 2010 with the under, I'm sorry, 2019 with the understanding that uh, there was a slight undercount in 2010. Our numbers were about 2.3% of our population, which translates to 19,900 residents that um, were in the undercount stats. Um, which estimates about $363 million in federal funds for Prince George's County that was lost. So um, those stats were echoed um, from the beginning to let us know what was lost, um, what the federal funding does in terms of our community, and how we can grow. Um, So I don't think that there was um, any negative energy, but I do think that there was just... um, understanding that we have to increase our numbers and do a little better. So uh, with that speaking, the theme from July on moving forward was to make sure that we reach people on multiple platforms and get the money that Prince George's County deserves in terms of federal funds. So when you were hired, and you mentioned 2019. Yes. um, Your supervisors, your team members, they came to you within the first couple weeks and said what what was the challenge they laid on your table um i think the goal was just to make sure that we were touching all of our cross sections for our complete count committee now to be honest with you they did a lot of work prior to my arrival um prince george's county um specifically the maryland national park and planning commission which is a bi-county agency of montgomery county and prince george's county they participate in what we call the luca update program through uh, the census bureau with that participation prior to me coming they are able to update residential addresses for the census bureau to make sure that they are um sending the census forms and any census notice and information to the correct addresses so they were preparing far before i came um there was also a blueprint in terms of what they wanted their complete count committee to look like because again they participate in this every 10 years and in 2010 they had a complete count committee as well and part of what they had is lessons learned in terms of starting early, but also um, utilizing what the U.S. Census Bureau's guide is, making sure we had a cross-section. So about 12 to 13 subcommittees. The 13th subcommittee is agencies. So we have everything ranging from seniors, education, homelessness population, 
municipalities, universities and colleges, faith-based, and the list goes on. So they did a lot of the legwork um, prior to my arrival in terms of what they wanted their structure to look like. Having me would only bring, um, you know, a little bit more umph to what they wanted already. Um, in terms of my background, I have experience in um, advocacy and outreach. And so a lot of the things that I could bring to the table was a network of um partnerships with other nonprofit organizations, um, the canvassing aspect, the outreach aspect, public speaking and marketing, those things I just brought to the table in terms of creativity. But um, the county was already had their blueprint in terms of what they wanted to do, especially the commission because they work with the U.S. Census Bureau through the LUCA program and also our what we call our group quarters, which is uh, universities and colleges, um, homeless um, facilities, and assisted living facilities. We help and provide updates to the Census Bureau on that as well. And I say us, meaning the commission. So they had a lot of the blueprint already together, and I think that it was well thought out prior to my arrival. Do you think it's regrettable? Obviously, you guys are, are going back and trying to reconcile the numbers to get like, hey, it's 19,000 we're missing and blah, blah, blah. Um, why are things so rigid mm-hmm. um, in the sense that are we being penalized? Why, why would a place be penalized because it did not count those 19,000 when you realize that at some point, oh, yeah, by the way, we came up with our number that we're missing. It was 19,000. Mm-hmm. And if you come up with that number that was missing within a certain time frame, mm-hmm. why would money not be disseminated? The number we've been given is $363 million. Right, right. Did that money ever get released from Congress or the state or what have you to make that type of determination or that didn't occur? Well, by law, the census takes place every 10 years, right? right. April 1st is the marker. So much money and um, time goes into the census and they only do it every 10 years for mm-hmm. a reason. And I think that the reason why once we identify, oh, we have this amount of people, why don't we just go back? It just doesn't work that way and time doesn't work that way. And um, for the most part, a lot of people have different reason as reasons as to why they did not participate. Some people just didn't know. Some people weren't educated about it. Some people have um, reservations about the privacy components. Some people are transitory. You have college students that um, might not be educated from the fact that if I live in California, I should be counted in Maryland because I use the hospitals. I use the infrastructure, the transportation. Um, And I really think education plays a lot in the key in it. But then also there's that uh, fear factor of the government and not being able to trust the government. So um, you have your opportunity just as important, even though it's different, just as equally as voting, can't go back and change your vote, right? You can't go back and vote. So by law, you're given the opportunity to participate where everybody else participates. And I think so much goes into the census that uh, it's just a matter of making sure that you get the pot of money you deserve for your community. So I think that's probably why there's... um, no sense of urgency to kind of go back and, and make up time or say we have this amount of people because you do have to you should participate it's your duty just like your duty to vote uh, it's your duty to participate in the census but people have a choice and if they choose not to participate then you can't force them so I would think though that as as the population moved from several hundred thousands of people <laughs> when these types of laws were written um, to now a magnitude just 
sizably different. Mm-hmm. That there would be a, like allowances, grace periods, uh, ways to to wrap up, wrap in, and count folks uh, mm-hmm. even after said deadline. I mean, we have grace periods on student loans for goodness' right, sake, right? right? So, I would I would just like to know if that conversation is lively mm-hmm. in the census space because, as you mentioned. There are hundreds of millions of dollars on the line for various communities. Right. And when you hear something like coronavirus mm-hmm. or when you hear of like some some uh, vegetation disease that right. are killing crops or something mm-hmm. in a community that otherwise would have had the capacity to deal with these challenges at a local level. Now we're calling for states of emergencies from governors to get federal assistance mm-hmm. on these things. And that can create all types of other inconveniences and other political uh, misfortunes and yeah. miscalculations. So I, I think we should maybe consider thinking this through because there's so much on the line and we want our state and local responses to be high quality. Mm-hmm. We don't want... Um, you know, major escalations of uh, of disease and pandemic situations mm-hmm. uh, or, or with crops or, you know, with other things. I, I definitely agree. But I just also think that being a part of um, this process, that participation in this in this country is required yeah. in order for there to be change. And we have to change the narrative and make sure that we are having these conversations so that we don't have to go back and and do that type of program. But I think it would be fruitful because given the the vaccinations you talked about and the other things that you mentioned, uh, we want to make sure our community is getting its just due. So sounds good to me. This podcast was recorded at Prince George's Community Radio, located on the campus of Prince George's Community College. The music for the podcast has been provided by David Smalls, and the PG Daily is executively produced by David Smalls. Join us next time for more financial empowerment.